Hey, what's going on, Clipper friends? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're a couple of best pals and uh, credentialed NBA media people who uh, bring you Clippers news five days a week. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, We are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. Fabulous network. Oh, yeah. Check out Locked on Bets. Just launched Locked on Bets. Um, So, you know, shout out to my gamblers out there. Uh, Charles being one of them. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, in Clippers news, we're going to kick things off with a preview of the last preseason game. We've got Clippers versus Jazz. We're going to talk about what we want to see from that, uh, as well as, you know, what we want to see from some individual performances as players. And then there was some media availability. So we're going to be talking what Ty Lue had to say, as well as Kennard and Reggie, who had the shortest press conference (laughs) in in Clippers history. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely up there. Doc had a couple of heaters as well, but, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't actually, uh, run the stopwatch on those yet. And then in shavings, which is where we just kind of wrap up all the loose ends floating around, uh, PG got a much better ranking than, uh, what he was given by ESPN. So we're going to talk that and then just whatever else comes up. You are locked on Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network. Your team every day. Yes, now that we are computerized out, we are uh, talking Clippers versus Jazz, the last preseason game uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers. To this, to date, we have lost to the Lakers twice. Some people freaked out about it. Most people understood it was preseason. Um, I want to start off with kind of a something that weird that might happen in this game, actually. And we're going to talk about that minutes distribution that we talked about. Yeah, what's weird? So the Jazz, from game one to game two, have basically increased all their starters' minutes by 10 or more. So, like, Gobert... And they played these games two days apart. (laughs) So Gobert played 17 minutes game one, 28 in game two. Donovan Mitchell, 17 game one, 25 game two. Bogdanovich, 17 in game one, 27 in game two. Ingles, 14 in game one, 24 in game two. And then Conley had the classic DNP in game one, 27 minutes in game two. So like whatever minutes distribution, who, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Minutes distribution wise. I hope our starters don't play this many minutes. Yeah. Can you imagine being out of basketball from going out in the first round on like a crazy shot that you almost made? Yeah. uh, And then your first game back is just 27 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I we can't I, match this. I don't want the Clippers to match these totals. <laughs> like at least not for Kawhi and PG, definitely. Batum, maybe because he's going to be starting for the foreseeable future, um, which we learned from Tyloo today. Um, and play some Morris, but like, dude, no one else needs to be over <laughs> twenty-four minutes in this game, right? Yeah, uh, I mean. I, th- I think it depends on how you look at it. And certainly I, I do see some value in what the jazz are doing and in-, in getting people, you know, sort of ready for that regular season, <laughs> yeah. especially with the, you know, such limited, you know, you get like a five day training camp before mm-hmm. your first game. Um, and then you get three games prior to the season. So I, I-, I think that it's fair. Um, I-, I do think that we will see increased minutes from the starters from what for we've sure. seen so far, especially given all the cuts that we made, um, 
you know, but previous to the last preseason game, which was a little bit puzzling, but I mean, my expectation now is that they're just going to be kind of ramping up people a little bit more um, and trying to tighten up those rotations, which is, you know, really just the main thing I want to see is dude. Um, same. I just want to see like communicating like the right guys out there. Let's just see that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're still a long way from being a final product and I still expect Ty to throw a lot of stuff at the wall, but, you know, just kind of getting the roster down to the more essential pieces is, you know, the very first step and sort of, you know, starting to uh, outline the form, if you will, on those rotations. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Ty, Lee said defense is going to be a priority. So I'm really looking forward to like what we have going there. Um, Last two games that they were kind of mostly focused on offense, it seemed like. So that's going to be a good thing to watch. Um, I'm also hoping that, you know, the coaches come together and talk pregame and all that good stuff. And that we get to see some of the Clippers offense versus the zone. Because that's something that, like the Lakers played zone defense on the Sunday game, but Ty said they weren't going to introduce any of that stuff for the Clippers offense until Monday. So now that's introduced, I imagine we'll see the Jazz go zone a little bit. Um, and it's nice to be able to go, hopefully it's with the starters and hopefully it's against, you know, a pretty, you know, Rudy Gobert and stuff like that, like a pretty damn good defense to try and practice zone on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I'd be curious to see if, uh, with the starter Snyder went to his own defense. Um, I mean, I suppose you have the personnel, um, but I also think you could get burned from the perimeter. So if, yeah. if they do end up going that way, I, I totally agree with you. It would be great to see. Um, I think, you know, we still got to be looking at the, to me, a big thing is just the development of that second unit. Um, it's, you know, it's even a little bit thinner with Morris out of the rotation. So you got to wonder how, um, you know, Pat Pat and and some of those guys are going to be able to react to a somewhat larger load than they probably would have considered yeah. <laughs> uh, coming into the season. Definitely. So that that's translates nicely into our individual player things. I hope we get to see Luke Kennard kind of just firing off. <laughs> like, I hope they like, because, you know, he hasn't played very much basketball, obviously. These last two games have been his first games in a year. So it'd be fun if it was kind of like he had a bit of a green light at some point in the game, maybe later in the game or something like that. Like, just to him to like see a couple shots go in, that kind of thing. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think more or less they're going to encourage him to, to shoot the ball. Uh, it's yeah. like they're very, as an organization, they're very impressed with what he can do off the dribble and from the perimeter. So um, that, that would be a great thing to say. I like uh, you have in the notes here, good Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Um, which <laughs> is one of those things like, I, I mean, it's – Obviously, he's going to get rotation minutes, especially with like how thin things are right now. Um, but through those couple of postseason, or I mean, he only played in one preseason game so far. Yeah. Um, like it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's <laughs> once again, I can't overreact to one game, but, you know, it does raise questions, especially coming out of the playoffs where he was essentially eliminated from the rotation as to where he fits in with these pieces. Yeah. Um, so him having a solid game. Uh, you know, and being able to shoot well off ball, maybe making one good decision <laughs> in transition uh, specifically in, too in, tra- would be nice. in transition would yeah. be uh, would be delightful. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I I think that you know he's one of those guys who, if he's going to make a case for himself, um, you know, once 
once our lineup is, you know, at full strength, yeah, he's going to have to do more than we've seen so far, which shouldn't be hard <laughs> to do. Nice one, way to put it. <laughs> he just has to do better than one for six. Uh, yeah. And I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be a lot happier about him getting rotation minutes. And keeping with this second unit theme, the Zulu connection. Um, someone pointed out on Twitter, a fantastic note. I'm going to try and find their name real quick so I can credit them. But that Zoo and Lou were together on the Lakers for Zoo's rookie season. Um, Jonathan Eng, at J-O-N underscore E-N-G-4 on Twitter pointed that out. Um, so there's like, obviously we don't know how much, they didn't play very much together. But, you know, there's a bit more familiarity there. than I, I had forgotten about that, that uh, Lou was on that team um, when Zoo was a rookie. So that's kind of nice, but I'm excited to see their offense kind of showcased more, hopefully too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they'll get some opportunities there. And also, I mean, I think that the connection has been okay. It can definitely be better. Zoo's finishing it can look smoother. Yeah, for sure. Zoo's finishing has looked a little questionable to me. Um, but I, I'm curious to see um, against a team who is probably going to be running close to a playoff rotation. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, or none. <laughs> what you know, like what this defense on this second unit can look like against you know much. A, you know, pretty hard competition. So, um, yeah. you know, the Jazz don't have the most potent offense, uh, but they do have a lot of weapons out there. Where are we? Where do we want kind of Kawhi and PG's minutes to be? Um, I'm comfortable with them getting up to 20. 20? Yeah, I think I'm there. If it's like going good, 20. But if it's not, if you're like not playing well, I'm like, yeah, I don't really need this past 15. You know, <laughs> like, that's an that's an excellent point. I mean, it's really all about context and how the guys look. If they're looking comfortable and they're feeling it, I mean, <clears throat> I say run them out there. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, let them go. It, you know, might as well. There's, you know, this is the last. This, you know, this is the last chance before the regular season. Uh, where <laughs> it's you know, so close. it's it's you know, even though I've said I'd be comfortable with them, you know, starting slow. Um, it, you know, we're going to analyze these things a lot more once the season starts. You know, there's yeah. like not saying we're going to freak out or anything, but I mean, we're like, oh, we're going to be a lot more critical of this team once, the, you know, when we're in the actual regular season. Yeah. Surge versus Gobert is going to be really fun to watch. Uh, that's going to be a nice little litmus test for Surge and just the team defense as a whole. Gobert put up 11 and 20. In 28 minutes, their last game. So, how many screen assists, though? <laughs> oh, I think he had, I think he has screen assists on actually all of their buckets. Uh, <laughs> I think he was, uh, yes, yeah, so that's gonna be fun to see. Um, any kind of prediction for this game other than Mike Conley will probably have a good game because that's what he does against the Clippers. Um, I think if the Jazz are, are playing, uh, like this, I think we're gonna drop this game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you and know, who cares? The thing is, once again, like we've been talking about, like this is, you know, this is us building a strong foundation. Um, and, you know, that comes from, you know, trying stuff. Taking uh, your lumps. And, and, <laughs> yeah, take, t- exactly. Taking your lumps, <laughs> trying out some different lineups, seeing what works. Um, and, and the thing is, is like we're just trying to get to a finished product, product you know, by the time that <clears> – <throat> you know, by the time we come back from the, from the all-star break. So um, – yeah, I, I think that we will probably end up dropping this one if they play these sort of rotations. But hey, it's going to be a solid learning experience against um, you know a team that is going to have their fully healthy roster um, and a team that is a contender in the Western Conference. So yeah, a um, noisemaker. Yeah, absolutely. So getting you know getting a look at you know what where we're at right now, uh, yeah. even if it's just you know 
lineups that you wouldn't see in the playoffs, it's still a valuable part of that foundation. Better players are playing against um, for the Lakers for, as well, too, because, you know, we didn't have I mean, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Like, yeah, 100%. We're playing again, you know, like they're going to be playing a team their regular team. starters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let us know what you think is going to happen at Locked on Clips. We'll have a recap episode review, of course. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking the Presser Vibes as well as this secret team bonding experience that they have. Oh, I love it. But first, I have to give a shout out to Built Bar. The new improved Built Bar is even deliciouser than before. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut for those of you with nut allergies or people who can't not have nuts. Uh, six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My favorite flavor is actually an original flavor. It's peanut butter. I also enjoy the German chocolate one. Uh, the Built Bars are healthy. It's like a candy bar covered uh, with protein, which is fantastic. It's great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, the good highs and the good lows. Who could ask for more? Great for the keto diet. Uh, as I mentioned, the peanut butter one, uh, five grams of sugar, five grams net carbs, 19 grams of protein, which is great. Uh, right now, there's a special offer. If you go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, all capital letters, one word, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, so we're back with segment two, and we're talking presser vibes. As I mentioned oh, yeah. up top, we had some media availability today from Ty Lu, Luke Kennard, as well as Reggie Jackson. So where do we want to kick this thing off? Um, let's kick it off with, you know, Ty Lu. Um, we're going to, again, like we said, we're going to be recapping this episode, or this game on Friday's episode. Ty Lu reiterated that they want to come out uh, to this game with a defensive mindset, which I think we're all pretty excited for. Um, team across the hall's defense with LeBron, AD, and Gasol on the floor. I saw a couple of highlights on Twitter. Looks very good right now. So it's going to be nice if we can get a little boost. to Because we haven't really seen the defense, I feel like, against a real good litmus test so far. Even though it is preseason, as we've discussed, it's going to be nice to see them locked in on that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that it's super key to getting them um, you know, getting them communicating and getting them... Yes, you know, kind that's of, a big kind of, thing. Kind of understanding... Um, you know, when you need to switch and, and, you know, when things kind of break down, what is, you know, the backup plan? So I, yeah, I think addressing the play that the play, if you will, well, I'm talking about defense, <laughs> but uh, yeah. the play after the play on <laughs> offense as well. Uh, so I, I think coming in with the defensive mindset is the right thing. Um, I do think that they were trying out some things defensively there against the Lakers. Yeah. Um, we certainly saw some kind of different looks on the interior, uh, but I, I think that this is, you know, this is the right way to go. I, you know, we've talked about there's enough talent on this team. Um, while we need offensive sets and we need that play after the play, um, there's just so much talent on here that, you know, you, you trust that the offense is going to come. The defense yeah. is something that you're going to have to work more on. Um, you're going to have sure. to work on as a team and you're going to have to recognize um, each other's deficiencies in those areas. And I think that, uh, you know, coming in with that mindset early is, is definitely the right approach for the last game in preseason. I hope we see this team as the, and I know this is going to be an obvious take, but there's been so much talk about the Clippers defense, especially last year. And it was good statistically. You hear this it, every year. A lot of it was on talent. We hear it every year. I want to see an enveloping Clippers defense. I want to see a Clippers defense that isn't good because we have great individual players who are playing, you know, pretty good together. I want to see it because we have great individual players who are also working together at the most, you know, at capacity. Because that is how you get a defense that is truly feared as opposed to being like, you know, they have Kawhi, they have PG. These are great individual guys. 
Um, yeah, that's what I hope, you know, 60% of the way into the season we get to. So long way down the road, but it's a good start here. Yeah. And I hate to be a bummer about this, but with Morris, <laughs> I mean, there's only so without Morris, you know, there's only so much that we're going to be able to see of For what sure. this defense is. He, he is a crucial part of that. Um, he can guard a lot of positions. Um, and just a very active guy on that end. So he will be missed. But um, speaking of the, the Morris loss, Batum is going to be continuing Batum's to start. Batum's Navy, man. <clears throat> you got to be pretty psyched. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the admiral. Uh, and I'm, I might be the captain as well. I might be a... It might be a one-man crew situation. over there. <laughs> It, it might be a situation where they're like, this ship was gone 20 years ago. Your ship uh, is the I, your ship is the boat and the flex seal thing that they put the screen door on. <laughs> You're like, we're doing good over here. You know, the bottom of the boat's a door. It's resurfaced, but... and I'm like. <laughs> but we're good. Um, yeah, there's been a bunch of emphasis uh, no, on. I, I, oh, go ahead. I, w- I was just going to say, I, I am excited for Batum to like work into shape. Um, you know, clearly there's some kinks to work out, but, uh, I, I still think that he is, uh, he is not close to his finished product yet. He's going to have to pass. Well, there's been a lot of emphasis on that, um, from Ty Lu in this, um, presser as well. Um, talking about leadership. Uh, he said Lou, Pat, Abaka and PG have done an excellent job of stepping up and taking ownerships as being leaders in camp, which is great. So it seems like our vibe check on Lou Williams, you know, seems like he's doing okay. Vibe check, follow up. Five checks out fine. Um, Kawhi not mentioning this, huh? I, oh, don't even fucking huh? start. Don't even Anything start. to read into there? Nothing. Uh, Ty Lu not feeling Kawhi? <laughs> no. That, yeah, that's what the episode's called. Um, we also have confirmed team bonding activity happen, which is great. Um, Ty Lu said you'd have to ask Lawrence Frank to get details about their get-together last week, which is kind of a weird spin to put on this. Um, won't reveal what they did. Said the main message to the team is for players to get to know each other on and off the court, which, you know, it's good to see. Um, had the players talk to each other to learn something they didn't know and share with the team. No idea what they were doing with this. Um, this happened last year with the team dinner, as we all heard about. We heard about like every detail for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of like we don't know anything about this one. Yeah. It kind of strikes me as a little nefarious. Um, in my mind, <laughs> in a fun I- way. <laughs> It's fun sketching. In my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of picturing they went to an island. And if you've ever seen the movie The Firm, maybe each player okay. individually fell in love with the beautiful woman that was then used as blackmail on the team happened. to force them to bond together. This was fun Anyways, sketchy. Anyways, watch, watch The Firm. <laughs> people, who, people who enjoy fun sketchy things as I do will know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I hope this outing was fun sketchy. Um, Canard, yeah. Oh, yeah. for his interview, said there were a few interesting answers during the team bonding outing again. No idea what they did. He said one assistant coach, he won't say who, likes Lil Baby as their favorite rapper. What assistant coach is this? Is it Kenny Atkinson? I don't know. Is it Dan Craig? <laughs> oh, man. I wish Kalami was it's... there because I would have. It's just definitely Kalami. What if it's Chauncey? Might be Chauncey for sure. They commented that it was an older coach, which I would kind of respect that from Chauncey that he's like open. He's like of an open enough mind to be like, no, little baby's my favorite. Yeah. He's like how Allen Iverson just loves all the new basketball. He's like, no, this yes. is all great. Um, yeah, definitely. Do you think they went to like a private Steve Ballmer Island in the sky perhaps? Oh, maybe, <sighs> you know, I've ruled out rich planets. 
which could very <laughs> yeah when a guy has 70 billion he could have a planet um maybe they were on a zeppelin or a you know a large blimp i don't know i don't they know made, they made two zeppelins and bomber somehow bought the one that they didn't use and fixed it up um <laughs> uh canard said his rhythm is returning which is good got in the gym to work on some issues that revealed themselves during the clippers two preseason games which again goes back to my point it'd be nice to see him given some run even with like maybe not as good a guys just he just needs the reps, man. Yeah, he, he just like, needs the reps. Like whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, he, he needs just them. needs the reps. He he needs to feel confident again in his body after you know losing that much time. Yeah, um, being away from the game that much. That's you know that's a tricky thing to jump back into. Um, so I, I just think he needs the reps. There's brains and eggs right now. Which for those of you listening from Missoula, Montana, uh, the Oxford, the greatest diner in the world, used to serve cow brains and eggs. And the name for this dish on the menu was He Needs Him, which, great bit. Um, shout out to the Oxford. Um, he also said that Ty Lue wants the team to push off rebounds, which is fantastic to hear. The Clippers were 11th in fast break points last season with just under 14 a game, just above the Wizards, just below Houston is where we ranked with that. So let's hope we can get in the top 10 this year. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I feel like that's um, that's sort of the way the league is moving. Um, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to make those easy, um, transition buckets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be one of those things that's so crucial moving forward. And if you're not able to keep up with a team like the Lakers, I mean, they're going to be able to bury you no matter how well, I mean, there's some athleticism in the transition game, but yes. Yes. But I mean, like, even if you're shooting well from outside, like if they're able to, you know, really punish you on every turnover like that, um, that's, that's a difficult hole to get out of. For yeah, sure. it's, and it's yeah, exactly. The mental impact of it too is um, is be high. So I, I think that this is I think this is great. You know, we've been saying uh, all this off season that we would like to see them playing faster. Uh, I do think that we have some of the personnel to do that. Um, For sure. You know, don't have Trez, but you know there are some guys. <laughs> yeah, some guys that can move out there. We can figure it out. Um, and then Reggie Jackson answered like two and a half questions. Um, said that PG's extension was much deserved. He's one of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Can't argue with that. He's back with the team. Him and Chauncey are both back with the team, um, which is good. Reggie said he's proud of the league for the protocols in place. This is going to be something we see a bunch during the season, I feel like. Guys missing two days or something like that. So hopefully yeah. we got all of ours or most of it out of the way right now. Definitely. Definitely. What if he said that it wasn't much deserved? He was like, PG did not deserve that money. Like, look, I'm going to be honest, man. This guy did not earn that contract. Um, I think since they're friends, it would have been taken in jest. But if they weren't, it would be <laughs> man, what a Clippers way to start the off season <laughs> or start the season if that's what would happen. Reggie Jackson's mad that PG got an extension. Um, coming up, we are going to be talking more PG about his ranking in SI's top 100. And then we got a couple of nice things that people said to us. Okay, so we're back with shavings, uh, which if you're unfamiliar, it's just where we kind of wrap up all the loose ends around the Clippers and the NBA in general. But before we get into that, uh, I got to tell you this, NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus, you'll get waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning into the preview of the kings you know just to see the optimism Dude, there's gonna uh, be, so yeah, it's gonna be fun <laughs> so subscribe to locked on nba wherever you get podcasts yes so today we're talking si sports illustrated uh for those of you not familiar with what the acronym stands for 
posted some of their uh, top 100 players. They have PG at 13, um, which I don't know. That seems fine. He's not behind Zion. So this seems fair, I guess. I think 13 Still is... Still a little disrespectful. I don't know how it's disrespectful. What do you want him to be ranked, man? 10. I don't know. 10 seems... 10, 10 seems high. 10, 11. I could go 11. All right, so 11 seems fair. So we're two spots away, but someone was like, oh, Kawhi's not even up there, huh? And it was like, they're still releasing the top 10. Kawhi's going to be in that. (laughs) (laughs) I would assume that's where the disrespect might come. Um, No word on where James Harden is in this list. Just kind of want to get something off my chest. I feel like some of the fat stuff with James Harden is getting absurdly out of hand right now. Yeah, come on, man. It's a lot, dude. Wingstop tweeted him and called him like a fat boy with a picture of Rick Ross. And it's like, man, we're just openly calling people fat now. And a guy who's not fat also. <laughs> Look, man, we're talking about we're talking about the greatest <laughs> scorer in the league right now. Well, um, debatable, but in the conversation. Who's better? Jerome Robinson still plays for the Wizards, my guy. Uh, no, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Durant. I don't know. I have to see it. Okay, Paul George. No, he's not a better scorer than James Harden. One on one? No, absolutely not. That's how absolutely not one. Absolutely not one on one. PG gets two in a row. It's over. Um, <laughs> I feel like, dude. Whatever. The point of what we're, we're talking do about. This. <laughs> the point of what we're talking about is, it's just going crazy. One or two jokes. You know what are you gonna do? So here's but my like thing. The I, national chain calling them. I'm like, this is like, this is a lot. <laughs> here's my thing. I I do 100% agree with you. I mean, it's out of line. Uh, I I do understand people are you know flummoxed and frustrated with the situation. But the thing is, is like once the NBA actually starts, all of this kind of melts away, right? Maybe like, I think NBA fandom is was a little worked over during the bubble. I think people are kind of in there, like going to be a little more risque version of their heads right now and like i don't know nba fandom is getting kind of weird <laughs> it's getting real kind of viciously yeah no that's fair um but I, I think that you know like we're a little hungry for news right now you know Giannis didn't end up I'm holding back on making a joke about this very subject and i would like to congratulate myself for that <laughs> uh you know Giannis didn't end up waiting or, or spending any time waiting to sign a max extension yeah um you know so this is the biggest story in the in the nba but Which like the insane. thing is is if he's not playing the story kind of goes away man yeah that's fair that's a good call i just want to see Wingstop do better i guess is really what this comes down to don't be you know what that's that. fair <laughs> like be better than that Wingstop um, do better Wingstop do better. great um <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cap it off. Uh, we got a couple five-star reviews, which you always appreciate. So we wanted to read them. Um, we got one from Playoff CG. Uh, they said, I started listening to you guys when PG joined the Clips and Kawhi. Interesting, they leave Kawhi off the list. Playoff CG, shutting down Kawhi. Um, and at the time, I was listening to so many podcasts. Now, Locked on Clippers is the only consistent pod I listen to. Will has been spinning straight stats lately, like he's always been studying for an exam. <laughs> And Chuck always makes me laugh with his jokes. I travel with PG because he had a baby with a stripper. This is the whole, I'm not editing this in any way. Uh, smooth on and off the court. Thanks for the entertainment. And let's get it Friday versus the Lakers. Appreciate it, Playoff CG. Um, Thank you, Playoff CG. Love this. Love that, love that you ride with PG. <laughs> He's a soldier um, in PG's army, dude. Yes. I hope, I hope that you're like strapped in the for this soldier. season because I think that it, I think that it could be rough. 
Uh, PG. Um, PG we, will be great. I just PG's think that the, the the blowback may be hard. Yes. Um, then we have a, we've had a couple reviews from Lakers fans who listen to the podcast, which is a level of Schadenfreude I don't think I'll ever get to. Um, T Felton two left us a review. Um, five stars somehow from a Lakers fan. We appreciate it. They said I enjoy the pod. Of course we do for a lot because I do not like the Clippers, <laughs> but I am pretty fair because last year I thought you would all win it all because of depth. So I'm curious to why you do not like our depth this year when we have the two best bench scorers in AD and Braun. Yes, Trez has limitations, but who says we play him against bigs? I think our roster just has more reliable talent. Also this year, I can see Braun and AD going to another level after winning. Once again, I enjoy the pod. Yes, I enjoy because I'm laughing at you and your takes, but nevertheless, great pod. Hey, I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, <laughs> see you in the conference finals. If you guys can finally make it, handshake emoji. Appreciate hey, it. To, appreciate it, T-Phone. This way is some to be good banter. Big. Way, way to be the bigger man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> kind of. Did say he's laughing at us. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that we've bemoaned the Lakers' depth so much. I, I think we had I wish one segment a little bit. I, th- I think we had one segment where I said I maybe don't know if it was like nine guys deep that you want playing 25 plus minutes. Yeah. Um, but no, the like the Lakers bench got better. Um, yeah. The late. The Lakers bench probably got better. Um, and who knows what, you know, Bron and AD will be able to do this season. We're going to see Trez during the regular season. That's going to be where that is. So he's going to play against bigs and he's going to get beat. Anytime Zubats was against him in the preseason, like an actual center, he can't do a whole lot defensively. It's just like no matter night. when, like it's, it's not just, like it's a yeah, it's just situational like thing. <laughs> um, but no, appreciate the listen so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, I'm looking forward to. I mean, I'm just looking forward to some competitive basketball between these two teams, and let's yeah, let's see what these teams are looking like, and let the playoffs fall as they may. There you go. Hell yeah! Um, shout out to everyone who's reviewed us on iTunes. Uh, Friday's episode, we're gonna have a recap of that Clippers versus Jazz game with level-headed reactions, of course, unless Reggie plays bad. Uh, doing a love Mary quarantine, uh, just, you know, get the, the last one of the preseason, which is pretty exciting. Yes. Um, and whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, we're in the home stretch. Clippers basketball is less than 10 days away. We open up That's against right. the team across the hall. Uh, I'm so G dang excited for this. Um, if you're excited too, you can listen to, where can these people listen to us? I don't even know. You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Spotify. We're on Google podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play locked on Clippers. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. It definitely, it really helps us out. Oh yeah. Uh, if you like what we're doing over here, leave a rating review. Like some of these fine folks did in this episode. We'll definitely read it on air. We'd love to know what you think. And yeah, can't, I mean, just cannot wait for the beginning of the season. Can't wait to bring y'all this news. Oh, yeah. You know, if Lakers fans can give us a five-star review, you know, who says Clippers fans can't? Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.